Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, specific to, though, we were just talking about Martin Mayhew and his involvement in the head coaching search. So I'm sure you read the Albert Breer piece that I read oh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, for those of you who haven't, I tweeted out a link to it at Grant H. Paulson. You can go check it out, SI.com. He's the writer of their MMQB story and he basically wrote a behind the scenes detailed look on the commander's coaching search and how they landed on dan quinn Uh, i'm going to read a few excerpts from what he had to say in a second but what i took out of that story and it had a lot of great nuggets a lot of things we hadn't heard previously martin mayhew was super involved it was myers spielman who they brought in as their search firm so to speak harris Peters, the GM, those four, and then pretty much Martin Mayhew. And Mayhew was in on all of the meetings with Peters. There were some second-round meetings where Peters inevitably after four or five hours would get an hour by himself after a meal break or whatever just to go one-on-one with the coaching candidates. I don't know what I expected because we know that Mayhew's staying. My guess is he's going to be some type of an assistant general manager, something like that. He's been a long-time GM in different stops. But now he's an assistant GM. I think that's going to be the title. So it's not weird necessarily that he was in on the meetings. I just kind of thought Myers, Spielman, Peters, Harris, probably a good enough firm. You want to throw in Magic or Mitch Rails or something cool. But, man, after the last four years, the way this thing's gone with that front office, for Mayhew to be sitting right next to Peters in these interviews – I would have lost a lot of money on that bet. Yeah, it is weird to me. I, your point about, that, well, I guess he's staying, so it's not unusual. My point is that's unusual. Like, you were cheesing next to Ron Rivera, agreeing with everything he said. Behind the scenes, you were part of this regime that was terrible. I, I, I'm upset about this. I don't like it. Now, I don't know if, you know, if it's not, it's not like he's, he's winning the argument or, or you know, standing on the table for Dan Quinn, so they chose him over Raheem Morris or something else. With all due respect to the guy who's you know, built a career for himself and was a, was a player here, I have no interest in him being involved in any decision other than you know what temperature to take the boiling water off so everyone can have afternoon tea. I, I would like him to be out of the organization, all the Martys, everybody that's part of that old group that was overmatched and couldn't do it and had no clue what the left hand was doing while the right hand was making the wrong call. I think this is a misstep. I think it's wrong. And I understand there's a previous relationship there uh, between Peters and Mayhew, and they're friendly. I get that. Totally understand. There's a lot of guys that you're friends with that you've worked with that probably shouldn't be involved in this organization. That's one, given the baggage of everything else. As a, as a fan, as somebody who watched and listened and stood in utter disbelief that this is, this is the course you're taking probably dozens of times, 
I, that's discouraging to me. I don't like that fact, and I'm probably way more upset about that than most people. I think there's two possibilities here in terms of Mayhew hanging around. One would be Josh Harris doesn't want to pay him not to work. You know, you deal with billionaires sometimes, and what you find out pretty quickly is they didn't get rich by just wasting money. And so if a guy's under contract, it's not like it's Ron Rivera, you don't have a choice, you blow him out with a year left. Eric bieniemy has got a year left on his contract, and you say, no, thank you. This is a behind-the-scenes person. Uh, you can have him in the building and get value out of him by having him watch film, write reports, you know, provide feedback. Let's face it, Adam Peters has never done this before. So even though he's a better evaluator and presumably hopefully going to be a much better GM than Martin Mayhew, just because Mayhew has been a GM in multiple iterations over two organizations, maybe there's just some value to having him around and Peters can bounce things off of him. He's already on the payroll. I guess I would save my frustration for if they extended him. Like if they decide Mayhew's just their long-term assistant general manager and he gets some three- or four-year deal as the year goes on, now I'm a little bit annoyed or frustrated possibly. But at this moment, I just think he's under contract you're paying him a lot of money. You can either pay him that money to write some reports and hang out and have an office and answer the phone when he's asked the question, or he could just be sitting on a beach somewhere drinking a daiquiri. So I hear you. Th- that's option one. The other is that Peters actually really thinks highly of what he does. And this is very possible. I have no idea. I haven't asked Adam Peters about this. I don't know anything about their relationship other than that they were in San Francisco together, obviously. But it is possible, Danny, that those two guys had a good working rapport that Peters thinks he's really smart and really awesome and a great evaluator. Like, we have no idea. The problem with that is I got a few years of sample that say recalibrate, if you would, for me, Adam. But maybe he came in here and he said, I'm glad Marty's here. That's one of my boys. That's, and that's my fear. I got a little patched update real quick. I mean, Peters has an older uh, version, maybe in terms of uh, what he's used to on his laptop. I got, I got the 2.1 right here. Uh, it's with all the latest notes from the last four years, which uh, are terrible. It's an awful report card. I mean, to me, this is I, – I, and I hear you. It, it's, a, it's a practical point about, like, the real goings-on of an organization. Like, you could pay somebody millions of dollars to not work for you, or you could, you know, get something out of them. I, I totally understand that, et cetera. And they're trying to do this open mind thing, and we're not just going to, um, you know, uh, lock people's heads off because we're new and they're old, et cetera. They're trying to be reasonable about stuff. And God bless them. I I need my pound of flesh. I need it. I didn't get it. I had to wait the whole season when we knew Rivera was going to be fired after you know uh, the you know the Chicago game on a Thursday night. I as a fan, sometimes this isn't fair. This is sort of a passion thing for me, right? As somebody that follows the team and loves them. And I know a lot of people, you guys out there, presumably listening to us on the old sports radio, feel similarly. I need you to do a big sweeping gesture that says everything Dan touched that turned to turd, that then burnt and was covered in skunk juice, is going to go away. This stupid cockamamie structure of coach-centric where they were up there grinning with and, and, and agreeing with Ron Rivera, no. Everyone who did that, gone. Everybody who brought me uh, Carson Wentz and Ryan Fitzpatrick and whatever page of analytics Ron Rivera read for 20 minutes in Indianapolis, no, wrong, gone. Everybody who brought me Emmanuel Forbes in that video saying he might be there for us, he probably will be because no one else wants him. Wrong, gone, go away. I need them all to be gone. I won't be happy until they are. I I guess maybe that's as simple as I could put it. 
Yeah, I get that. It's not fair, and it's not fair to those guys. Probably some of them may be really qualified, smart, right. good people. And but that's that would where I'm at. be where I'd push back against you: is you're going to lose. I don't mean in this specific example, but just in general, that philosophy, you're going to miss out on some really talented people. I get it, John Schneider and Trent Falke, and, and frankly, honestly, you know, we talk about this graphic of coaches. You don't. You wouldn't have kept Sean McVay around, right? When Jay Gruden came in, you wouldn't have had him as your OC, who turns into what he did, or Shanahan, or any of that other staff, McDaniel and and Lafleur. So there are good people in bad situations. There are smart thinkers. There are quality well, employees at bad companies. Yes, w- without a doubt. Let me let me just push back on your pushback. What which level of pushing are we? Am I pushing? How many pushes you? are there? Did you push me first, or am I pushing you? Um, this these are Ron Rivera production guys. So in other words, like, you're 100% right, guys that cross multiple regimes here, like um, uh, uh, Schaefer, really, really smart dude, was here for a long time, running their uh, salary cap stuff, really good guy. I never said, that guy's got to go because he knows Dan Snyder. This was Ron Rivera, coach-centric, Dan Snyder's stupidity, brought in sure. some yes-men. I want those yes-men gone. But I, but just I see mean, your point. The way you're arriving at that reality isn't just your disdain for the Rivera era. You in the past have felt this way, too, where you like to wipe clean when you've decided a group was bad. And my point is just, like, a bad secondary doesn't mean there's not a good corner that's worth keeping. Mm-hmm. You know, a bad defensive line doesn't mean there's not a D-tackle that you should pay and, and keep around. I think a lot of times people, at the end of the Mike Shanahan era, when they went 3-13, and 13, like that shabingus of a season, right? What you, what you get is everyone goes, get rid of everybody. And my point is that that's not always the best way forward necessarily. But here's some of those excerpts I wanted to get to from the Breer piece. Again, really, really good nuggets. You can find some of these at Grant H. Paulson. He talked about the interviewing process for Washington in general. He said the five, meaning the five people, so it was Harris, uh, it was Myers, Spielman, Peters, and Mayhew. Those were the five guys. He said that they graded each of the candidates interviewed, there were eight of them, in a number of categories, including leadership, intelligence, communication, ability to build a staff, honesty and integrity, and consistency of personality. I don't really get the last one. I guess that means is he going to be the same guy when we're winning versus losing? I don't know how you figure that out in a meeting. I don't know how you, like, when you're basically speed dating, determine how that's going to work a couple years from now. So that category notwithstanding, because it didn't make sense to me really, I think this is a good basis now, my priority, my proclivity has been hire an offensive coach. We've talked a lot about that. What they cared about was leadership, intelligence, communication, ability to build a staff, honesty and integrity. Like Those are the, the hallmarks. That's where you start to try to find a head coach, obviously. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.